Welcome to Growing Hope Conversations. Growing Hope is a charity providing free therapy for children and young people with additional needs in partnership with local churches across the UK. We aim to grow hope for children through the provision of free therapy clinics, hope for families through groups for parents, carers and siblings to connect and talk about their experiences, and hope in Jesus through the opportunity to pray and be supported to access church if this is something families would like to do. This podcast is a series of conversations with individuals who have experience of additional needs and disability. Whether you share their experience or are here to learn, welcome to the conversation. Hello, welcome to Growing Hope Conversations. My name's Naomi and I am a children's occupational therapist and the founder and CEO of Growing Hope. And I'm joined by a co-host, Mark Arnold. Mark, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Hi, Naomi. Hi, everyone. I'm Mark Arnold. I'm the Additional Needs Ministry Director at Urban Saints, I'm co-founder of the Additional Needs Alliance, and I write as the Additional Needs Blog Father. Amazing. And today's topic is all about pregnancy choices and additional needs. Is there anything within this that stands out to you for today, Mark? Well, I'm I'm really looking forward to the conversation today, Naomi. I mean, it it can be such an emotive topic, and it's one that I realise I have much to learn about myself. So I'm I'm definitely here here, here with my ears wide open, ready to listen and learn uh, to what our guest has to say. Because you know, people can face such difficult choices during pregnancy and have so many different conflicting pressures on them during what could be for many just a really vulnerable time. And so you know, being well informed and equipped to make the best choices is so important. And uh, you know. I'm so excited to, uh, you know, to that we're doing this session, and I'm sure it will be a, a really great help to many of our listeners, Naomi. And yeah, looking forward to it. How about you? Yeah, amazing. I completely agree. Really excited to hear some of Sophie's wisdom and um, what she has to say to us. And I think, yeah, I think for me, probably quite similar. I mean, as an occupational therapist, I often see children who their parents have received a, a diagnosis or a kind of hint that a child, their child might have a disability or some kind of additional needs mm. during pregnancy. And I think that is a really uh, tough journey often and one that parents, you know, mm. reflect on when they, when they come actually particularly to our courses, like when dreams change. Um, and I've also mm. seen, I've walked with, you know, a few friends who've been pregnant and um, have, there's been, you know particular risks in their pregnancies and um but their their child's have children have had really minimal needs so there's there's kind of mm. uh, yeah many many complexities uh, i know to the well you know that i know about and probably many more that i don't know about to this topic so mm. um without further ado let me um let me introduce our, our guest. So today we're joined by Sophie Guthrie Coomer, who is the Director of Choices, a charity that supports women through pregnancy crisis and beyond, giving people a safe, non-judgmental space to think through decisions about pregnancy, to process their emotions through counselling or to receive practical and emotional support with parenting. She's also a qualified counsellor and works with clients at Choices as well as in private practice. And I actually have the privilege of working really closely with Sophie through Growing Hope. So together with Choices, we run a parenting course called Circle of Security, which is absolutely brilliant. And we often um, refer our clients on to each other. So it's 
absolutely brilliant to have Sophie here with us today. So Sophie, could you tell us a bit about yourself and what pregnancy choices and additional needs means to you? Yes, I can. Hello. Um, really nice to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really pleased to be joining you. Um, so, yeah, I think this, as Mark said, is such a kind of complex area um, to think about. But I certainly have, I've been at Choices for sort of three, three and a half years. And it's really opened my eyes working with women who are facing a pregnancy crisis and um, that yeah. could be that it, the pregnancy is unplanned it could be that um, they are facing a diagnosis of fetal abnormality it could be that the relationship you know the partner in the pregnancy the relationship with them has broken down and so as a result the um, pregnancy feels like it's in crisis so we work with with women and men who find themselves in that situation but um so there's a whole range of experience, I guess, is what I'm saying. But um, particularly when it comes to kind of pregnancy choices and additional needs, I think when I think of that, I think of um, the enormous pressure that women find themselves in, I guess. Mm. Um, it can sometimes be couples who come to us, but particularly women. And they might well have been given a diagnosis that their child might have additional needs, might have some disability, Um and often they don't really have very much information yeah. and they'll come to us because they'll just suddenly think that, you know, I think basically as your course says, you know, dreams seem to be changing, you know, yeah. um, what something that they mm. expected isn't quite as they're finding out. Um, and so they just come to us for a really safe, non-judgmental space in which to think through what does that mean? You know, how do mm. I feel now about my pregnancy? Um, and I think one of the things that we see is that women in that position, the moment there is any kind of potential complication, um, doctors are, I suppose, legally obliged now to, to make them aware and to give them as much information as they can, but but also in a way to, to make sure that they're aware that one of their options is termination. And I think that is actually puts women in a very difficult position. I keep yeah. saying women because obviously we see mm. mostly women who are pregnant, but people, you know, come as couples. It can be a dad as well who comes to us. Um, and I suppose, yeah, in answering this question, when I think about kind of pregnancy choices and additional needs, mm. I'm thinking of that really sort of pressurized position that people find themselves in where they're given some information, but perhaps not that much because scans can't really give a complete picture yeah. um and then women mm. feeling like they you know have a choice to make at that point um and i don't think it's a choice that anyone would really want to have to consider um and i think choice is supposed to feel empowering isn't it and but actually i, I think when a lot mm. of women come to us i'm not sure how empowered they feel because it feels that well yeah a very difficult choice to be making mm. um so, yeah, thinking about this sort of subject from the point of view of, you know, the work that I do at Choices, I do, I do think that it can be a very emotive and very difficult point in people's lives. Yeah, totally. Oh, mm. thank you, Sophie. That's, Absolutely. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I can really see how exactly what you're saying, like things can be so emotive and difficult. Um, yeah, particularly at that time. And it's such a hard choice when mm -hmm. you're you know faced with mm -hmm. as you say like a, perhaps what feels like not complete information about what your child might be like or what that can look like and mm. that's really challenging yeah yeah mm, it's really hard really hard yeah really hard and, and really hard because I think it's very difficult to know how to support someone through thinking that through um mm. 
uh, and I don't mean from a kind of point of view of, you know, when someone comes to us, because what we're doing is giving them a space to sort of think and to feel and to, to kind of um, connect with what they're thinking and feeling about the situation that they're in, because that can often give them space to really think, actually, what do I think about this subject? But actually more, I mean, that it's quite difficult that really when they're in a hospital environment, maybe let's say having a scan, it could be a 12 week scan, it could be a 20 week scan, um, or it could be a, an extraordinary one sort of at any point in between, if there's been a, um, an indication that there might be um, some sort of abnormality. Yeah. But really at that point, I think it feels that women are faced with, oh, well, your choice here is you could either keep the pregnancy or not, you know, mm. and that just feels quite stark, mm. I think. And and doesn't really give them much more to go on with, well, actually, what would it be like to keep it? Yeah. Mm. Totally. Yeah, and you know, so such pressure that that puts on on, on uh, well, particularly on on the women involved and you know the the family that's uh, that's a part of that. And um, I'm sure each each story is different. Each set of circumstances are different. And uh, you know, Sophie, we know how powerful stories can be, and I'm sure you must have many stories that that you could uh, share uh, that help to illustrate this area. But um, if you can tell us one story um, that that really illustrates this topic of of pregnancy and and choices and additional needs, and you know, one that you're able to share with us uh, that that helps us to understand it better. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And yes, it absolutely does help doesn't it to sort of hear someone's story um and i have to say there are so many stories as as you've said um and so many different stories and i guess one thing i'd like to say today is kind of every story is unique and every woman who comes to us is unique and and we will work with them you know wherever they are at but um there is someone who comes to mind because we've worked with her so recently um uh and i'm going to call her helen um uh, just to kind of keep her her sort of identity safe um but she came to us finding out that she just found out she was pregnant um but then she also very quickly soon after got the news that her baby had down syndrome and obviously this was a shock it created anxiety for her she didn't know what it would mean for her for her baby for for her life with her partner um and the doctors at the time were telling her as well that there wasn't a really high chance that the baby would actually survive and that the baby wasn't really growing. So it really, at times, looked really mm. bleak for her. Yeah. So she had this initial kind yeah. of, gosh, you know, everything's changed. I, I've become pregnant. Um, I, I don't think that the pregnancy actually was even planned. Um, then she discovered that, you know, this, there was this diagnosis that she was given from the doctors. And, and then also this kind of risk that the baby was very small and might not survive. So she really was having um, a really difficult time. Mm. So she came to us for what we call our kind of unplanned pregnancy sessions initially, which are kind of one-offs where someone can come in um, and they can just have some space, you know, some non-judgmental space where they might feel like people all over the world in their experience, you know, their kind of yeah. doctors, their family, their friends all have a view on, on what they're doing. Um, so they come to us and we specifically don't want to have a view. We just want to give them space to sort of check in with what they're thinking and feeling so that they can work out where they mm. want to go from there. And um, so she came to us for a few of those sessions and then became very confident that actually, um, despite having felt very unsure initially um, what to do, and and she was being asked to consider termination by the doctors, um, mm. she then suddenly well, I, I suppose not suddenly, she came to a realisation that actually what she really wanted to do was continue with the pregnancy. Mm. Um, and mm. she 
I think and essentially the way she said it to us was that she started to connect with her baby and yeah. she just felt like she, when she started to feel him moving she felt like he wanted to he wanted to be around he wanted to meet her mm-hmm. um and she had a very strong sense of kind of connection with him which was really kind of really beautiful to see because she was being so courageous in sort of responding i guess to her baby to some of her instincts some of her feelings you know and and maybe um not just kind of making a snap decision, really taking time to think about it, I guess. Um, And so she decided to continue. And I think one of the things she found very difficult was because obviously it was a difficult pregnancy and she had a lot of um, Mm. care given to her by the medical professionals. But from their point of view, it was also they were doing their job by making sure that she was aware that she could terminate at any point up to 24 weeks in her pregnancy. Mm. So that continued to kind of be an option that she had to sort of face i guess even though she'd already made her decision Mm. and i think that that was you know not unchallenging she had moments of quite high anxiety um about the Mm. health of her baby and whether or not he would even survive and a lot of things didn't go as they would have planned and actually we continued to work with this client um we offer counseling long term so we um do also we do these one one off sessions uh, which can often be kind of three or four sessions if someone wants to come back but mm. a, you know for people to consider an unplanned or a pregnancy crisis mm. um but then we also offer ongoing counseling um and we're offering it more and more for women who are pregnant and are finding that they're feeling anxious or are dealing with various difficulties during pregnancy mm. um so we continue to kind of counsel this client um and, and as we worked with her, she experienced a lot more kind of peace, a lot more sense of hope for the future and also just peace about her decision, I suppose, mm. Um, mm. and was able to bond with her baby while while the baby was in, you know, in her womb. Um, and through that process, she felt that, I mean, she told us that she felt that she was much more prepared for pregnancy um, and it prepared her for parenting as well. Um, so she Amazing. gave birth mm. to a healthy boy um, he does have an extra chromosome, right. but he's not small. He's healthy. He's um, bringing so much joy to her and her partner. And it's just a really sort of beautiful story where she's, um, mm. I don't know, she just sort of typifies for me someone who really has experienced so much challenge, but has experienced it with so much courage, mm. um, you know, has not yeah. kind of, yeah, not, I don't, I don't know, has chosen to kind of really check in, I guess, with what her own feelings um were you know about continuing and and wanted to kind of yeah i suppose bond with her baby you know and 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 decided to go that path um and yeah she's someone for me who really sort of typifies what it is to find hope as well you know in our situation Mm. the situations that we find ourselves in that are so difficult i suppose the reality is that you know at choices we see people who face very difficult decisions you know and they um they might be being pressurized, as I said, you know, not necessarily even by people who mean to pressurize them, but when a doctor keeps coming to you and saying, Mm. you know, you could consider termination, even when you've made your decision, it does feel like a pressure. Um, So yeah, it it is amazing when, you know, you're able to work with people and they're able to develop their resilience, their ability to cope with challenges and, and, and really, I suppose, to kind of um, see hope start to grow in them as well. Mm. Mm. um so yeah yeah i think i I hope that story helps to kind of um build a picture i guess of of what some people are facing 
It absolutely does. And and thank you so much for sharing Helen's uh, story with us, Sophie, and uh, in our remarkable journey that that she went on and, and as a family they went on. And as you say, that you know, finding that hope, uh, you know, is, is, is transforming. And uh, I suppose, you know, in, in, in Helen's case, uh, you know, she found that hope. Um, you know, perhaps, you know, not everybody does, but uh, yeah, you know, just hearing mm-hmm. that story uh, is is amazing. And to, uh, you know, to know that, uh, that that she and her baby and and, and partner are, are you know are going on and, and doing okay is 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 great news to hear. So, uh, cheering them on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in terms of, I mean, I'm sure Sophie, you've had you know, well, you have had lots of experience of you know various clients coming to you with um, along this journey. And I guess in your time of of leading choices, you would have seen all sorts of different stories. What would you say is the main thing that you've learned in this field of, of pregnancy choices and additional needs? Yeah, such a good question. Um, I think I think really the kind of big thing for me is how we at Choices want to offer people compassion yeah. and care um, and we just can't judge. I think the reality is, is, as we've said so many times, this can be a very complex area and people are facing very, or can be facing very difficult situations. And just the fact that we want to meet people without judgment, I think you can say that in your head. And I think I probably always would have said that and thought that it was really the right thing to do. But actually meeting women, I, I really feel that kind of, I keep saying women, as I say, but but often it's families, you know, often it's couples. Yeah. Um, we're just not in a position to judge them, I guess. Um, and just having compassion for people in each individual situation that they're in is really important. Um, and I think is kind of that bedrock for helping them to build the resilience that we want to see that whatever, you know, they're facing, that they can cope, that they can have that sense of actually, I will be able to cope with this situation. And I, I just think that not being able to judge or not judging people is really at the core of that. Um, one of the things that we do, choices so i've said as as i say we kind of meet people who might be facing an unplanned pregnancy and offer them the kind of one-off session in which they can you know just think through what they what decision they want to make yeah um but we also offer counseling as i said so we offer counseling to those who might be pregnant and anxious but we also offer counseling to those who are who are finding it difficult coming to terms with a pregnancy loss and that could be miscarriage it could be termination uh, it could be stillbirth Mm. um and just the reality is that people face a lot of different challenges and they face a lot of loss. Um, you know, whatever decision you make, there's a loss, isn't there? You know, even yeah. if you make one decision, you go down one route, you don't go down another. Um, and so there's always sort of something to come to terms with. And I, and I, I think on that journey, what I have learned is the importance of, yeah, not judging um, and just listening, learning and giving, showing empathy and compassion, I suppose. Um yeah, to be able to kind of walk with with people wherever they're at. Yeah, that's amazing. I've I really love that. I think um, you know, one of the things we often talk about in the When Dreams Change courses is that exact thing of kind of having compassion and uh, for parents to be able to recognize their own emotions and feelings and and how complicated they mm-hmm. they can be and um, end up being and be able to really have a compassion on themselves as well in those moments of um as they like process Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know all of those absolutely I think yeah it's interesting because I read somewhere um that 
just the reminder that compassion is something that can be learned. And I actually found that really helpful that um, we can learn it for ourselves. You know, we can learn it for others as well. We can practice it. You know, it can take time to kind of step into someone else's shoes. Um, and I just, I think I like that idea that, you know, while it is an important thing to have, it's also something we can work on, you know, to have compassion for others and mm. have compassion for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean it, it's it's you know certainly a, a good rule of life to uh to have in all kinds of situations isn't it journeying with people in lots of different ways so uh, yeah thank you for, for for reminding us of that um mm. sophie there uh, you, you all know more than the most people that there will be uh, people facing um similar challenges and choices to those that we've been talking about so far uh, every day uh, and, and there may well even be people listening to this podcast who are going through uh, th- those challenges and choices right now or know somebody that that, that is. Uh, uh, for, for people that are listening that, that are in that kind of situation, what, what, do you, what would your top pieces of advice be to them? Yeah, I, this is a great question as well. <laughs> Um, Thank you. I think these, these things, these are big questions, aren't they? they um, are. I think, mm, they are. I think yeah. actually <laughs> my first, yeah, um, my first thing I think is having grace for yourself. Mm. I think if someone is going through a difficult situation, you know, if they feel like they're in crisis and that could be anything, as you say, there could be people listening to this podcast. There could be people um, going through any number of uh, situations, which may be similar, maybe slightly similar, but the reality is when we're facing something that feels like a crisis to be able to have grace for ourselves is really, really important, yeah. you know, just to stop and yeah, um, yeah. just experience, you know, kind of a bit of grace Um that we're more able to handle difficulties once we've taken time to kind of breathe and, you know, tell mm. our nervous system that everything's okay. Mm. Um, so I think that would be my kind of first one, you know, just to breathe, take time and, and mm. experience kind of grace for yourself. And then yeah, empathy, I think is my second, yeah. you know, having empathy for yourself as well as for others. Um, I mean, I think, I think really for me, the whole area of kind of additional needs is a, is a lot about, having empathy for others actually how does someone else see things how does mm. someone else experience this you know what's what's their experience yeah. um what's yeah. my experience you know where's the overlap where are the where are actually the mm. things that could be um where do there need to be bridges built you know so i think empathy is really important as well um you know so for those who yeah might be might be working in whatever way or coming into contact with someone who either has additional needs or is a parent of someone who has i think having grace for them, but also having empathy for them is really important. You know, where, where are they mm. coming from? What's yeah. their experience been? And then the final one, I think, and this is kind of my life lesson anyway, <laughs> is to learn patience, you know, just to, just to wait a little bit, just wait, you know, um, I think we are talking mm. here, as we've said so many times about something that can be quite complex, you know, really complex issues. And we need resilience to to live lives that can cope with these sorts of challenges i think um but it can take time it can take time to to learn that to accept that to to learn what there is to be learned along the way you know um and yeah i think patience is pretty key to that and is also pretty key to finding the joy and the hope that there is along the way mm-hmm. um i wonder if sometimes mm. we want to have more control in situations than we can actually have you know than we than we have you know um and patience is some of what teaches us that we don't maybe have the control that we wanted or thought we might have but that it's okay you know we can kind of Mm. learn from whatever it is we're going through 
Um, so yeah, I think grace, empathy, empathy um, and patience are my kind of top three pieces of advice. Um, they seem a bit kind of out there, don't they? But um, but yeah, they're maybe, not, maybe, maybe not as practical, no, um, but they kind of big big picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do, and I think yeah, you know, they they can be applied in so many ways in so many contexts, can't they? And uh, yeah, really great tips, really great. You know, if, if if somebody out there is is listening to this who's in that, uh, you know. Uh, position of needing to work through this then yeah some some great thoughts uh, to help people on that journey so um, yeah great stuff thanks so yeah completely and Sophie um in terms of people who are listening if they want to find out more about this kind of topic or about what you guys do what can they how can they do that how can they find out more yeah yeah sure so I mean specifically if anyone is facing um a pregnancy crisis whatever that crisis might be and it might feel like it dif- might feel different from one person to another but um they can get in touch with us um and our website is just www.choicesislington.org um so we're always kind of ready to hear from people ready to respond and and maybe also signpost you know if we're not the right person we can also point them on in the direction of someone else but um there are other organizations that do similar things um that might also be a listening ear basically for someone who might be facing some sort of crisis um and the pregnancy centers network is a good place to start for that so look up pregnancy centers network um and they can also point people in the direction of either somewhere that might be local to them or to other organizations that um might be better able to kind of help if for instance yeah whatever whatever the specific situation is that someone's facing um as i say we're very much kind of at the starting point where if someone's facing a a pregnancy and want to talk about that then they can come to us amazing thanks sophie that's brilliant that's that's brilliant sophie for um our final question for you i'm going to give you a magic wand uh and uh, (laughs) as you wave your imaginary magic wand uh what one change to society would you wish for uh in this area uh you know if if you had one wish what would it be Mm. (laughs) thanks for the wand um (laughs) um it's a big question isn't it i i think Mm. um and this and for this i'm also speaking as a mum and a mum who has kids at school um and you know i have friends Mm. whose kids have diagnoses of you know additional needs and and various um things like that and i think the big the big thing that i would really want to see is more celebration i guess of Mm. diversity um more of a Mm. celebration of the fact that we are all different um and um I mean, in a way that we all have something to bring. (laughs) And I I suppose, Mm. I suppose where I'm going with this is that there can be more space to name and to celebrate the additional needs that people have um, Mm. and space Mm. given to those around them to learn from them. Because Mm. I feel like one of the big things that creates kind of um, challenges um, for people with additional needs is this is any, anything around a kind of one size fits all policy, Mm. um, you know, where we, then basically make life easy for one set of people and not for a whole range of other set of people. Um, so just thinking about neurodiversity, for instance, um, in school, mm. 
if there was more sort of emphasis on understanding what someone's experience was like and then celebrating that and celebrating what their superpowers were, you know, um, yeah. it would make it more mainstream, I suppose. It would make it more kind of easy yeah. for children to kind of go, oh, great, well, that's that. And I'm th- I'm like this and someone, you know. And I think if those that sort of attitude to policymaking was, it was you know, brought into public transport systems, for instance, or, you know, um, just town planning, um, the, there would be less kind of... Um, separation i guess and it life would be less difficult and um mm. yeah less sort of geared towards a certain type of experience of life um and i think when i'm seeing people at choices so back to kind of thinking also about working there and um, when i'm seeing people who are facing you know having just been given a diagnosis of fetal abnormality and they're pregnant and yes their dreams are changing but some of what i hear from women who come is how difficult they're fearful that their child's life will be too difficult Mm. um and Mm. therefore you know perhaps it makes more sense to terminate the pregnancy and I just feel like that's not a very empowered choice for them you know as in not that Mm. they they've been disempowered I think then by an experience in which they are aware that their child's life will be more difficult and and I think a lot of that is down to we aren't fighting harder in society to make sure that everyone's life can be Mm. you know as experienced as fully as everyone else's Mm. That's amazing. Thank that, you. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's really great. And, you know, it's such it's so great because so much of the narrative that, that we hear in society is negative, isn't it, around additional needs? And so mm-hmm. you know, celebration mm-hmm. changes that narrative uh, and it transforms things. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's a really, really, uh, yeah, great and inspiring uh, way of, of, of changing that narrative and thinking of, you know, ways to change society uh, with it. So uh, brilliant. Thanks. Yeah. 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 So yeah. true. I'd like a magic wand to change many more things, but <laughs> I think that's, <laughs> that's kind of a key one. Um, yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll but have it's not seen for as such podcast. a negative. Such that... <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Be a pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sophie, thank you so, so much for coming. It's, yeah, it's been absolutely brilliant to have you. And uh, you carry so much wisdom. And I think those three things of being able to have grace for ourselves, being able to breathe and take time, being able to have empathy for ourselves as well as for others and and just that patience to actually wait a little bit and to, um, yeah, you know, have the chance to find that joy and that hope I think is, is so important. And it's been an absolute pleasure to have you with us. So many good stories and things for us to ponder and think about. So thank you very much. Mm, Thanks so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you for joining Growing Hope Conversations. Find out more at growinghope.org.uk.